Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, it's deep, it's informative, and funny. This was a much-needed episode for me. I mean, these women are hysterical. We start off with Paula Bell and Noye Brown-West for the first hour, and then we segue into all three women, Paula Bell and Noye Brown-West and Vanessa Fraction for the second hour. Veteran comedian Paula Bell is back. Yes, welcome back, Paula. She is a Los Angeles native. Her voice and delivery are undeniably strong. I mean, like, she's one of the ones that I looked up to when I first started. Paula Bell used to follow, yes, Richard Pryor at the Comedy Store. So when I say veteran, I mean, this this is a real comedian right here. She has appeared on The Tonight Show. She has comedy specials on Showtime, Nasty Show, Volume 2, and on Hulu with Jenny MacArthur's Dirty Sexy Funny. Her TV appearances include Baskets with Zach Galifianakis, The View, VH1's Real Husbands of Hollywood, and even a music video starring Wiz Khalifa. Welcome back, my young star, Noye Brown-West. Noye, New York-based Nigerian-American comedian and writer. She's been featured in the Boston Club's Rise column as a comic to watch. And we agree. As well, she's made appearances on NPR, PBS, ABC, Sway in the Morning, and the New York Comedy Festival. In 2019, Noye made her acting debut in The Sympathy Card. Look out for her two new web series, Fairy Tales with Noye and Gay by Jesus. And then we complete the second hour with, yes, very funny lady, Vanessa Fraction. Miss Fraction is a co-host with the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast, hosted by rapper-producer T-Pain. She is also an analyst for the Comedy Hype News Show. Additionally, Vanessa, also known as Action Fraction, is a certified self-defense instructor and teaches kicks and comedy class that empowers women with life-saving self-defense skills and lifts spirits by infusing comedy. Now, on March 12th, you could see me in Austin, Texas for the South by Southwest Festival. And on March 30th, I am headlining the Fat Black Pussycat here in New York City. You get all that information and tickets by going to my website, marinafranklin.com. I want to thank all of our listeners and friends like us because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for the friends like us for Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast. And Twitter is friendslikeustin. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation. Just go to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus. Special shout out to those Patreon friends. It's because of you. We keep going. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. And yes, it's still hoodie season, even though spring is on its way. All available. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. Weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live with my assistant, Evelyn Frick, and my wacky friend, Dave Jeskow. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by. And sometimes we even offer free stuff, like tickets to comedy shows. And with friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe, wash those dirty little hands, wear a mask still. If you want to, get boosted, get vaccinated, and Black Lives Matter. You know what yes. I want to talk about with you, Paula? It was something that we talked about yesterday about how difficult it is to balance between comedy and, you know, being a mother, being that, you know, we are when this episode drops, it's going to be 
Women's History Month. And, you know, I think that this story that we have about Lucia Harris was very um, impactful (laughs) 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 because she's this is uh, Lucia Harris. For most of you who don't know, she passed away last month. That's when Minnie learned she um, was drafted by the NBA. Lucia Harris grew up in Mississippi. She's the daughter of sharecroppers. She grew up to be one of the greatest women basketball players, a three-time college national champion at Delta State University, and the first woman to score a basket in Olympic women's basketball history. She became the only... (laughs) The dog is like, what? (laughs) But he is wearing a basketball jersey right now. So oh maybe my God. he's like he's like that's right. <laughs> he became the only woman ever drafted by the NBA. She died last month in, in a Mississippi therapy facility at 66. So and she by the way didn't she turned down an offer in 1977 for the NBA draft by the New Orleans Jazz. Um and that's because she said she had to she was trying to balance between being a mother and a basketball career. Well, you're talking to somebody who's really unbalanced all the time, every day, all day. But yeah, I mean, I could imagine. I mean, think back. And that would, and the Jazz were all men, right? Mm-hmm. There were no women teams, right? right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, think about how amazing that would have been. But yeah, once, oh God, sorry, he is going to, Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> That's okay. the dog's name? Really? Did you did you name him or did someone else name him? No, so he came from a Mexican family. They oh, all okay. spoke Spanish. I was gonna but, say, uh, I was like <laughs> I always get so weary about huh? when white I get so weary when like white people name their dogs like ethnic names. But if he already had that ethnic name, no, that's he okay. Did, and it fits him. Hold on, I'll get him. Come here, Fernando. What? <laughs> Be quiet. Now look at Marina Fernando. Oh Oh, my God, he has a Lakers jersey on. (laughs) No. Um, You know what? I couldn't imagine. I mean, even though I did it, which I always had this thing. I was going to be a stand-up comic. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I got married really young at 17. Not to get, uh, you know, not because I was knocked up or anything. No hillbilly shit. But because I was... um, I hated high school. And I was like, whoa, you know, I could have a house and live on the beach and stuff. I'm going to do this. But I was very fast, okay, which a lot of women, you know, young girls, some young girls are fast and mature and they, you know, they're not all victims or whatever. I did everything myself. I wanted it, but I always said, I'm going to be a stand-up comic. And he would just laugh, get in the car or whatever. You know, he, he had no, you know, he was my first boyfriend. I'm sure he, he could have cared less what I actually wanted in life if it didn't involve him or his life. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what girls do. You end up living for the, you know, the guy. And some women never change that. Anyway, I hopped the fence and I started doing stand-up after I had kids six, seven, eight years later. So it was really hard because the guilt follows you. You know, that's 
men will leave a kid on drop of top. Don't even look back. Have no second thought. Oh, well, you know, I was working and blah, blah. Women know, you know, it's a different thing. I can't imagine that, you know, for her, what an amazing person. And I wonder if, you know, she probably had the thought process many, many times of she really wanted to do that. I wonder if she did. You know what I mean? Not yeah. that she, you know, a, a lot of women won't leave their kids. White women, we leave them all the fucking time. Now, listen. <laughs> well, that's the new movie that's going to, um, uh, I just watched The Good, The Lost Daughter mm. on Netflix. I didn't with, see. Uh, she was just nominated for an Oscar. For uh, the woman who plays the Queen Elizabeth in The Queen. What's I her name? Know. I was watching Get On Up with James Brown. You need to get some new Netflix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? What uh, There's all kinds of options. I don't, I'm not watching The Lost Night. But you know what I, mean? I just watched it last night. And that's is the it the woman from Peep Show? That, was she on Peep Show? That woman? She plays her in The Crown. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, she plays, she plays yeah. her in The Crown. Yeah, I, she's amazing. I, I, just, yeah. uh, I should know her name since she's so amazing. But um, the, the thing is, is there's a moment. The whole story is about how I mean, it's not I, I hate to give it away, but it's about how she left. She made she that, left her kids. It's all about that guilt. It's all about the guilt. Right. She's seeing a younger mother who is. She's done. She's tired. She doesn't want You know, like, I think those. The pressures. Oh, it's at, let me tell you, it absolutely happens. And luckily enough, I was always very uh, well read and I love to write. So, and I, you know, I don't know where this idea came from that I was going to do stand up, but it was with me my whole life. Um, so, and I wasn't about to forfeit that. And I paid the price for it. Stand up is no joke. I mean, it's, it's a grind. You know what I'm saying? I would have loved to have been a basketball player or something just so I could have taken a break. But stand up is like I worked also. I had when I left and I got picked up at the store, I worked and then every night went out and did stand up until I didn't have to have my day job anymore. But I mean, I carried that for a long time. It, it's hard It because it, you don't have a guy who's going to support you. Right. And you're not making a lot in stand up. And so. Yeah, it's hard. Then I had to move to New York. And by then, you know, the guilt racks up. It racks up. It can ruin you. Yeah, there's a scene. There is a scene where she really has to choose between her career and her children. Right. And, and, you know, the, the way it tears at her, you see it's still there years later. Um, yeah. That decision that she made, even though she went back, you know, right. but you just like. I mean, I really say watch it because the emotional depth, there's not a lot of words. You just can feel her pain. Right. And I have to say, as someone who's obviously not going to have kids at my age, I, I, I envy that. Ex I know it sounds crazy, but I kind of <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I'll never <laughs> have that experience of what it's like. I like when I hear women talk about it, like I'm like, I'm never going to have that guilt. And I don't know if I. I'm okay with it. Like, I kind of want to go through that. You and have siblings, though. Sorry, go get a go pet. <laughs> go get, get a, a pet. pet and leave them somewhere. Leave them somewhere. <laughs> That's, the same. That's the same thing. You have a cat, though, don't you, Marina? You had a cat? My cat passed. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. That's but right. 
It's like the same thing. Yeah. Just when you have to leave your pet somewhere. Cause oh yeah, you're also, are, <laughs> you're not going to have kids, right? And she's, yeah, young. well, we don't, yeah, we don't really meet my husband and I, we never wanted children, but you know, I feel like my little brother is about 10 years younger than me. And my parents went through a divorce when he was really young. And I kind of stepped up as like that extra parent. And my sisters did too financially, but I was the one who was the extra parent, like in person. There were times that I would drive home from college in New Jersey just so he could see our dad, just so he could go to this, just so I could take him to baseball. And that was driving from uh, New Jersey to Massachusetts. So it's like, I feel like if you have siblings or if you have somebody that you care about a lot that you take care of, even if you have like an elderly uh, uncle or mother or father, you, I, it's that unconditional love. People who say that just because they don't have children, they don't understand the unconditional love. I, I call bullshit. I'm like, yes, you do. I think you understand right that. that. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that. It is bullshit. But you know what? I'm a different... <laughs> I, I came from a different place too. So um, I had something to do with the stand up and I was determined to do it. And I saw them as much as I could. But my ex husband, you know, you got into all that with the divorce and then what he's, what, you know, still that control thing. So you're trying to deal with that. But I came from a mother who, an alcoholic Jewish New York mother who wanted to party and have her boyfriend and her men over all the time. And I really, I mean, I would be put out on the porch, like, okay, mm. go. Like, and then later on, you know, she would laugh about it in my face. Like I let the world raise you, you know? And she did in a way because she was no mother, quote unquote. I think I, I think I'm, I think I, you know, I went a little bit beyond that with my own kids, but man, if you're trying to do something and you're a female, the best thing to do, don't get caught up in another person's life, a male, a woman, whoever you're dating or in love with. Stick to, you know, stick to what you want to do. I just didn't grow up like that. I grew up really fast. It wasn't about, it wasn't about to happen. You know what I'm saying? But the whole female leaving your kids thing, you know, and I was a kid who probably needed to be left. <laughs> but is there so many, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no, seriously. There's I was, so many I, women I think about in history that what we we never got to see the full potential of them because of the way well things were different. Yeah. You know, um, and then specifically for Lucia being a black woman, you know, even even more different. So we never got to see the potential of. So I always think when we celebrate like our heroes in Black History Month or we celebrate women in Women's Month, we should always remember the women who did not get to live their full potential because of the obstacles that were set in front of them. You know, and that still right. exists today. You know, we, we could pretend like but women were the ones that were leaving their jobs during the pandemic. They were the ones who were getting pay cuts you know, taking care of the home, taking care of the family. It was it was incredible to see those numbers, the disparity between women and men with uh, giving up their positions at work. So, um, yeah, it's not just actually birthing a baby. You know what I mean? It comes with so much. The man in your life wanting, you know, wanting a certain thing and expecting and society wanting a certain thing and expecting you to be there. It's just it just doesn't end. I don't know. And now all the women are having, you know, 
um, other people carry their babies. Yes. And, and, you know, if you have the money, you can have somebody, you know, uh, create the baby, carry the baby, watch the baby. But, you know, times have changed, thank God, but you have to have money for that. That's I used to say that on stage. I used to say they're talking, they talking about all these 50 year old women having babies. I said, don't believe the headlines. I was right? like, they're not telling you the full story that yeah, those, those women, Janet that. Jackson, uh, was it, who was it that just had a bit Naomi Campbell? Naomi Campbell. Yeah. At 50, she's like 54. Is she 54? Uh, she's, she said she did. She said she carried it herself. I think. She said it was her biological child. I know. Well, isn't she she the one that slaps people? Oh my god! Well, she used to. I love Naomi though. (laughs) We stand Naomi Campbell. (laughs) But I will say, I will say that if you have children young, it's easier to have them older. Like my mother's had a kid when she was in her forties, and no problem. Um, Well, little bit of problem. (laughs) <laughs> but my my dad his mother was in her 50s when he when he was born and there was nothing wrong with him either but it, i think it's like if you they were saying that it's easier if you started having kids when you were younger and then yeah but you shouldn't really have kids until you're over 60 that way as soon as they reach <laughs> those teens you get to just drop dead bye <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's very true <laughs> Or, <laughs> and then I or just get rich before you have them. So, <laughs> so while we're talking about this, this other topic that we I would like to move to um, about Americans fleeing to places where political views match their own current political poli- polarization is making red cities redder and blue cities bluer as Americans are moving to sort themselves according to political affi- affiliation. Are you both doing the same thing? I'll start with you, Paula. Are you, have you, I mean, I know you have a place in Am I moving Cuba. away from white people? Cuba. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am moving <laughs> away as far away from white people I can in this country. They are seriously letting me down. That we're not evolving. <laughs> Nobody's on a different spiritual level. This country is stuck in some kind of weird uh, racial quagmire where there's no growth. I can't, you know what? Yeah, I left. Yeah, and I, you know, I come back, but yeah, you know that uh, we built a house in Colombia, and I am. Oh, did so I say Cuba? There. I said Cuba. Cuba? <laughs> I was saying Colombia. Cuba, but it's Colombia. It's Colombia. It's very different. Yeah, no, and I'm sure they're not happy to see me down there, but I hide. <laughs> you know, I hide yeah you have to i don't think there is a place we were talking about this with um before that i don't think there's a place in this country that you can go that there's no uh racial divide or whatever or you know it's everywhere it's it's permeated the fabric of this country and it's stained it so throw the whole shit out it's just i don't know how they're gonna do it I, i i don't know but i'm i'm out Yes. Yes. What about you, Noye? Well, I was saying, uh, I was telling you before that uh, I don't think there's a place in America that, just like Paula said, I don't think there's a place in America where you can escape the racial divide because 10 minutes outside of any city, you're going to find a racial divide. But also right down the street, I live in Brooklyn and there's Trump flags right down the street. So you're going to find it everywhere. And oh, and this also reminds me of the way my parents grew up. So they did um, 
not they did. <laughs> my my father fought in, and my mother was a was a young child at the time of the Biafran War in Nigeria. And even to this day in Nigeria, you'll see a division. And that war was sixty years ago, fifty sixty years ago, because it started because of the false borders started by the British after they left, and also they left the military might in the north of Nigeria. And they left the political power in the area that wanted to branch off and be their own country. And there are 250 plus tribes in Nigeria, and there is still discrimination against the tribes that live in the area that used to be Biafra. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it subdues, but then it will bubble up again. And I think that's just the way it's going to be forever as as long as they stay as a country i'm not don't quote me on that i'm not trying to get nigeria to divide i don't want that but i will say that any country that is based in blood like america and any country that was based in a false border like nigeria you're going to have issues forever and ever like yeah. russia we're seeing it in russia with russia exactly. and the ukraine right now Mm -hmm. like there's no with him just claiming the territory as independent when it wasn't. Mm -hmm. That's a scary war. This is yes, a, a lot of uh, they're not being honest with Americans right now about why that's scary. Yes, I, I actually saw I saw a Twitter thread yesterday about uh, how the parts of Ukraine that allowed the the military, the Russian military to come in had puppet leaders that were installed by Putin and that he did the same thing in Georgia. And that's why he was able to come into Georgia and collect the debt and take over. He's just trying to grab back all the countries that were part of the Soviet Union. Um, yeah, someone from Finland wrote that. Yeah. It's straight Finland. gangster. He's a straight yeah. gangster. His name is Putin. <laughs> well, look, it's my, so sad I, that we have to go down in history talking about a guy who sounds like he's Putin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My father was a uh, Ukrainian, uh, but it, on his papers, when he came over as a baby, it says Russian. So I don't know. Um, my last name was Chundak. And the only place you find that still is in the Ukraine. But I don't know what's going on over there. There's a lot know. going on in you, Paula. Huh? I know there's a lot like going Irish, on, but I am happy Russian? I have no lineage to this country. Both my parents were brought over as babies. Yeah, same but. here. I'm very happy about that as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. We all we have a place to flee, right? Like we can flee. Unfortunately for you, it sounds like you can flee to Russia, which might not be ideal. I don't. <laughs> I'm not, not for us. Yeah. over there. They were coal miners. I don't care about coal or all that. It's just another place on the map I won't be able to visit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of, the way of the world. But yeah, you know what, though? When we were talking about the white people and the racism and stuff, and, and really, when you talk to white friends, make sure if they're like, oh, I'm, you know, not racist or whatever, ask them about family members. They might not be themselves, but family members, because I had some rogue, and I'm going to call it rogue, um, relative that showed up and out of nowhere and um she was from jersey and she needed a place to stay or whatever the hell you know you don't know these people i had met like her mother when i did the tonight show that's all they wanted to know me for they really care about me but anyway she showed up 
And this was just a couple of years ago. And she sat promptly sat her ass down at my table and dropped the N word. And at the Whoa. time, my daughter was you. She was explaining something on Facebook with a coworker that was funny because she got busted on Facebook for using the N word or whatever. But my daughter was hilarious because you know my kids are like six feet tall, but she <laughs> she was living in Compton at the time. So as soon as that came out. Like my daughter like reared up and dropped her plate and was like, you'll get a straight punch in the face. This is California. You, you can't come here to L.A. and say that. And I was so proud of her. I was like, punch her, Cece, punch her. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's in, so I, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's in my own family, even though I don't know them. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. we had to say, hey, like, what the, you know, like you find out pe who people are and it's disgusting and it's deplorable and it's ignorant. And well, we were know. talking about Joe Rogan and how the comedy scene is really divided when we talk about like right. the divisions and and how, you know, we saw I saw comics like doubling down on defending Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan wasn't even defending himself on those exactly. subjects. <laughs> and so I look so dumb. <laughs> I think what's missing from the conversation is that friends are hurting friends in this. You know, it's like you think you right. know someone. I think you're right. Right? You think I mean at the at the end of the day I remember discussing this with Jim Norton who, you know, I love Jim. I don't right. always agree I with his too. politics or anything, but I I think he's one of the funniest comedians that, you know, and um and I had to say to him with the Anthony Cumia thing and I just looked at him and I said, you know, I, it's just hurtful, Jim, mm -hmm. what he says. And, you know, for the first time, Jim stopped himself and listened. And he said, you know, I had to really take a step back and go, you know, this is actually hurting someone that I love. And mm -hmm. I think that's the conversation that gets missed. We get so angry at each other about things that we forget. We're really just we're hurting people's souls with these, yeah. the usage of the word. I absolutely agree. And it's just disheartening. It's it's sad. And why? Why? Is this is it is it your privilege? Is it your your ego? Is it your fan base? Why? Why? Like because I don't remember Joe Rogan. I haven't worked with him in 20 years, but I don't remember him being a malicious person uh when I did, you know, um know him know of him he was a nice comic who was you know just talked jokes and comedy and whatever and i just don't but it's just why it's just it's but you know like in this climate why it's and it's it does dangerous. feel like white guys feel like they're losing something um and and you know no yeah i told you this how it's a style it's a form of stand-up that's that they're that is going away that they're not going to be able to accept access anymore yeah which is insane <laughs> i do wonder for you noye as a younger comic what you're seeing how are they talking about it so i uh i actually was doing a show last summer where someone said something very offensive to me and it was a show with a lot of those white guy comics that you know use a lot of shock and we were standing around and it was a it was a show where i did a set talking about how I have Jewish ancestry, but my Jewish ancestry is just Nigerian. 
it's not, you know, there's no white. It's just there were Nigerian tribes that were Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said this to this to this group of people. We were talking about it afterwards. Someone came up to me who enjoyed my set. And she was mixed race. She was uh, half white Jewish and half black. And she said to me, oh, I could tell that you are Jewish because you're so pretty. That has to be the white side. And I watched this group of comics. There was a big group of us standing around in a circle like we do. They just looked at her, disgusted, and walked over to the side and formed a new circle. They could understand that that was hurtful. They saw it on my face. She was flabbergasted. She didn't know what she had said. And trust, I let her know. But I also went mm -hmm. over to the person who she was dating. She was dating a comic. And I explained to him what happened and asked him why he thought it was okay to bring people like that around. Because you just have to. I think a, a lot of times too. these people yeah. claim they don't know. And you, I like that mm -hmm. that you said I let her know because I think it's good to not give them a pass on saying they don't know. It's like, no, you absolutely said it. So it's there. Mm -hmm. Like you feel bad. Let's sit. Let's sit in it. You know, I, I say this on stage, like, because for the first time, I think. And I, I never want to say I understand how white people feel when they, they get things wrong. A lot of white comics wanted me to say that on stage as part you of you don't have to say that white people don't feel there's nothing. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm, I'm being real. There's they never had um, to contemplate or or, you know, I mean, think about think about how this country was founded, you know, five bucks a head for an Indian's head. And, you know, they don't in this country, white people do not have to feel. Mm. that's i i really i believe that they're just in it's just a it's, it's a, the first it's, time they're being asked to feel though and they're like what right right <laughs> right like, take away take away my you know my privilege and my entitlement what like you know what i'm saying it's like, you know what something oh. being raised by partially a step um, a stepmother that was white i was raised by a white woman partially like jj <laughs> and I will say, I think I do know on some level white people. They are this. They don't just do it to black people. They do it to themselves too. Like I've I've watched her at times. I'll be like, do you do you see that there are other people around you, JJ? It's not just us. She was like, oh no no no, no they don't matter. I go now. I could be obviously this. I'm generalizing right through one woman, but I have noticed overall, like a lot of times I'll be on a plane and I'll see how, how, how some white people act where they don't see other people or they're just like, it's about me. It's, it's that entitled behavior. Right. Um, that's real. I mean, and I think that's going to take some time to let go. It's hard to let go of being entitled think they ever will though i don't i don't see it happening but i will say this <laughs> if you're dealing with american white people think about how the royals feel Ooh. that's some real they're, they're never gonna understand it and you can't tell me they're you know uh i don't know after right. all that Meghan markle and harry shit you can't tell me not one person in that castle or wherever the hell they live i don't know <laughs> is going to is going to be able to to reprogram or, right. or understand. I, no, those are some real white people. They're there. just going to have to those, die out. Those well, are the lily white people over there. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, my, white. the original colonizers. Yeah. My, my in-laws 
Paula, I don't know if you know this, my in-laws are white and they were, I told you this already, Marina, they were putting in a lot of work over the Black Lives Matter summer. And then last time I saw them, it, all that work had gone away. They did not want to hear anything I had to say about anything or it was crazy. Not all of them, but uh, I felt comfortable for the first time around them during the Black Lives Matter summer. And that went wow. away. It went away so quickly a year later. Right. Because they no it's longer just a, it's, it's like a cause. But, mm -hmm. you know, like I, 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 I can totally I can totally tell you that to to them, it was probably a cause and we have to do this and, you know, but OK, but it's over. You know what I mean? Like a holiday. OK, bye. You know, it's it's like a. Like anything else, it's called sweeping under the rug. It comes from the, the European, I believe, the old, it's, it's ingrained in white people. Okay, we're done. We did our part. Move along. Sweep it mm. under the rug. You know, <laughs> I, that's what I think, I, you know. Yeah, and well. White I people are habitually lazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so cold in your climate. It hurt to move. <laughs> It was just so cold outside. You just had to bundle and eat food and you just wanted to keep. So speaking of entitlement, Tucker, Tucker Carlson calls AOC an entitled white lady. <laughs> Tucker Carlson claimed it was absurd that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is considered a person of color, claiming that she's a rich, entitled white lady and that she's the pampered, obnoxious ski bunny in the matching snowsuit who tells you to pull up your mask while you're standing in the lift line at Jackson Hole. They're all the same. It doesn't matter what shade they are. And AOC tweeted a rebuttal. She, she basically said calling his comments sexually uh, like a sexual harassment and that it was inappropriate. Isn't everything he says inappropriate? I don't have cable. I'm not watching all that. Um, but who? big shocker. You know what yeah. I mean? Any white male with a, you know, a, a following, an audience... I mean, they're going to sexualize any woman and especially a woman of color because that's that's the first dig. You know what I mean? They're like I like I always think, that, you know, all these people, they're just carnies. It goes right up the ladder to politicians. And they're you know, they're they're not far from comics. They're going to try to, you know, make it known to their audience. They're going to like go for the jab. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, they he knows all his white male followers are going to buy into that bullshit. Look, I was even married to a guy who was like, oh, you know, white German, German surfer. Cool, dude. Oh, my God. Let me tell you how he has changed. OK, red neck, straight red neck now, even went up to um, Oregon and all. I mean, it's just crazy. They change. And if you don't change for the better, like if you don't. If you don't enlighten yourselves, if you're not evolving, that's what they go back to. So it doesn't surprise me a bit about him and what he's and how his attack is formed. You know what I'm saying? That's going to always that's that's going to be the first thing. And, and AOC, uh, AOC and this is the type of stuff you say when your name starts with a P and ends with Deho. <laughs> so that's the word. What's it? I was just going to say that it's it's uh, white supremacist rhetoric too to try and loop all these people together. Yes, to me, someone who, what is her nationality? Is she Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican. 
Yeah, someone, someone who is a very light-skinned Puerto Rican, like to me, they would be white, but because I'm black. But for <laughs> another, but for a white person who clearly is a white supremacist to try and loop her in to this whiteness that he would never give her in person, you know, he'd never allow her to to benefit from that whiteness if she were around him is just laughable and it's, it's erasure, really. And he, it was very calculated what he was doing. He knew why he's doing it. Absolutely. I mean, we yeah. just dealt with that whole Trump uh, debacle, and that's what they do. And if you're ignorant and white and a male and you, you're thinking everything's being taken away from you as if you had shit, this is what gets me, okay? Because my family, you know, I mean, like my dad, he, he, he's dead, but... Um, his parents were coal miners. So when they came here, they, you know, Trump promised all these things to white males. Oh, we're going to get you more jobs. Ooh, more coal to dig. Like, thank you. Like, they were so excited about that shit. Like, oh, we're going to, but it's all, it's all a farce. It's all a ruse. It's, it's, it's how they operate. It's whenever I operate. hear, um, whenever I hear white people talk about towns that used to have this and used to have that, it makes me very nervous when it, they're like, oh, look, this was the steel in industry here that's gone now. I'm like, oh, so this is a whole bunch of angry white people blaming somebody. Right. Well, well, because they were poor, they were impoverished. They came over as immigrants and that was their in. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, your money's gone. But really, like that's that's the level you obtained in this country with everything, you know, that maybe you could have done like like all your generations. That's the level you obtained. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. not to go beyond that. And that is scary when people say, oh, yeah, this town used to be. Yeah, that shit's scary. Nobody wants nobody wants to be in a town that, oh, people want it to be or whatever, you know, like back in the good old days. What good old days in this exactly. country? Give me some goddamn good old <laughs> days in this country. It's a bunch of bull. And most of the people doing those jobs nowadays are not white people. I, I worked in the uh, Historic Preservation Department for the city of New Bedford when I was in college, and it was mostly uh, Cape Verdean people, immigrants from Brazil who were working in these factories. And it was the, the white people who were trying to get the factory shut down. Right. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't pretend that you, uh, you know, you're for the Joe, who, what did, uh, what did they call it? The Joe somebody or something like that. The Joe, the Joey donuts. I forget what the terminology is, but you can't, you can't pretend you're for the people and then also try and take away their livelihood. But that's what the Republican party and honestly, even the Democrats do nowadays. So mm. I don't know. I think there was a point there. I might've just been rambling. <laughs> Well, I don't want to keep you ladies too much. You know, we're going to now we're going to we're going to take a brief moment. We're going to continue this conversation from where we left off previously with Vanessa Fraction. So for our listeners, just so you know, I know it's going to sound strange because we're going to drop into a conversation with Vanessa Fraction, which we uh, we have for you starting now. I'm going to go over this topic right here about Kanye. Now we all know Pete Lee is dating uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh, I'm so uninterested. 
in, in yeah, his I know. dick. I saw the story I'm and I was so like, uninterested in him. It makes it just makes no sense, child. But just, she's obviously like 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 Kanye asked the judge to halt the divorce with Kim Kardashian and he filed paperwork contesting his estranged wife's request for a divorce. A legal formality mostly. TMZ suggests that this choice is about protecting assets rather than keeping the marriage together. That's what it sounded like from what the reading was. It was all about, you know, you can't, you know, sell off stuff we have. You can't fuck with the trust. You can't do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, he's a billionaire now, right? And so is she. So she should honestly want to really split things up correctly. I was thinking too, like, do you think, um, this is all for show. Yes. Like Chris Jenner is yes. telling them how to behave. I think yes. so too. To keep them relevant because he has that documentary out. He has an album. I would out. name a couple more fake relationships, except I think I might get in trouble. This should be so fake to me. <laughs> I'd be like, y'all aren't really together. This is because you need somebody to hold your hand during this promo thing. And if you notice, all these relationships only last like two years or something. The only reason yeah. Kim's and Kanye, to me, came together was for some, you know, it looked good. It was business. You wasn't in love with each other. It just made sense. No. And Kim, you wanted to have a family and kids. And if it could work and y'all could stay together, fine. The rest of this stuff, once y'all done been with this one and Julia Fox this and and this strange guy, it's like Kim stay with a strange man. You know what I mean? Just to keep up conversation. I really wish she would find somebody that she's in love with. Because even with this Pete shit, it's just like, girl, if you're in love with the man, then go be with the man and shut the fuck up. Why are you taking pictures and jets and shit and all this old weird stuff at the jungle gym and over on Long Island? If you're really with the man... Then be with the man, because I tell you, when I got with somebody that I care for, I kept that shit private because I want to protect yes. what I love. And if you got to keep on putting everything out on the front forefront, you get people like me that say you full of shit, including and watch my words. I, I would give a prediction because all these other predictions I had then came true. But I don't think Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan is real. I didn't think, I a, think uh, really uh, uh, Rosario Dawson and Cory Booker was real. I didn't think Tiffany Harris oh, and Carmen photos, was real. I don't real. think none of that shit be real. Y'all be bullshitting. And it, it comes the at a time. Tom Holland. Now, I don't know. Because sometimes <laughs> oh, you do what? have. Now, I don't know. But sometimes you do have relationships that Zendaya doesn't need to be on any press tour more than what she's doing. She's a beautiful woman and she's been doing her thing. And brother Tom Holland doesn't either. The people that we're talking about are people that are either trying to establish something or they're trying to stay in the limelight for a reason. And if you notice, they're not necessarily all that upfront with it. People are taking pictures of them and stuff, but it wasn't like they were the ones saying from what I've read and the way that they display themselves. It wasn't as if they were the ones calling the paparazzi. It seems like every five seconds you get a new Kanye moment. You get a new whatever, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't I'm only talking shit because this all is entertainment. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just like nobody cares, Kanye. You are like a weird narcissist. It's really, really, yeah. really weird. And Pete Davidson like stays like one upping himself relationship continually so it's like y'all all all have these agents that work for you in all aspects of making you what you want to be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so for pete it was like you had the whoever that first girl was then it was ariana grande then it was this and it was that boy every five minutes ain't nobody falling in love with you like that so cut the shit you know what i'm saying or whatever or if they did then you would want to protect it in some kind of way i don't trust anybody that needs to have their shit in the forefront like that all the time yeah i also think like it's just so weird in Hollywood that women seem to have these, they're all dating comics now. Like, 
Like, how come it's the same doesn't happen? Like, how come I can't get like an Idris Elba? You actually, yeah, right. <laughs> first of all, he's married. Um, oh, I forgot that part. We all, all want Idris Elba. That's why. <laughs> what if it comes out that Sabrina is a comic? She might be a comic. We don't know. We're not in hilarious. That. I don't know if Sabrina. Maybe she was. Maybe she did improv, Chad. We don't. I know. hate all their pictures. They cute. Don't leave them alone. They cute. No. They cute. And he's I a down to earth. I like it just Elba. He a down to earth kind of guy. He's a DJ. He ooh, he just They're so pretty and it makes me angry. Don't and she's angry. like, she's like, he's like, this is our love. I'm like, I don't believe it. You gotta believe that. You gotta believe that one. They both look too good. They do look good. Yeah. But there are those kinds true. of things that work. There are some good looking couples out there that are real for sure. For sure. Yes, there are. Or y'all finna say that these people I'm finna I name ain't that here, good looking. I am there for when it doesn't work out. Well, I'm not Marina. wishing them harm, but I'm just saying I'll be around. <laughs> um, I also feel like it's, he says. So um, are you telling me all those couples on 90 Day Fiance aren't real? Because that's what I watch. <laughs> well, you know, Zamina really loves that dude that he tried. She tried to get them titties you from him. I see now. I said, Zamina. Zamina got something going on. Hamena, Hamena, I'm sorry, oh, I called her Zamena. Hamena. I was like, who's Zamena? My bad, baby, Hamena. Little is working that little Dwendy. Yes. <laughs> and uh, who was the other one? Oh my you God. don't think Jasmine really wanted uh What was that? Oh my God, is she hilarious? Do you have something with the waitress? Do you have something with the waitress? <laughs> they call him. What was his name, child? Prepay. She's a prepay. They're all prepays. Okay, so leave her alone. I like her. But I do think a lot of these relationships, I watch, you know how you watch the little shows and stuff and they show you how they put it together? The fixer? Yes. They be fixing mm-hmm. shit. I do want to bring up this because I did watch it last night. I don't usually watch documentaries about like swindlers, but the Tinder swindler, oh. I actually watched it all the way through. Have you watched it, Vanessa? I watched no. it. Tinder swindler, right? I'm, Tinder I, swindler. I'm aware of it, but I, I So Simon Leviev, the convicted... Tinder swindler. I don't know if you've yes, watched this yes. on Netflix. Hilarious. You did watch it. Yes. So I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty good. Because anything with like fraud, I'm interested. I'm in. Yeah. The convicted fraudster, Sim- Simon Leviev, and the subject of Netflix's true crime documentary, The Tinder Swindler. I know I never pronounce things right. You is did planning it good. to cash. <laughs> I try. Look, I had a woman online for like. And I was trying to be all serious. She was a politician. And I was like, so, um, Corinda. Uh, and for five minutes, she was like, my name, after five minutes, she goes, my name is Karen. And I, no, she was nice. But I was I was like. You kept oh. calling her Corinne. But I was, I had, I, had, I had my like Barbara Walters voice in. And I was like, yes. you know, Corinda. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about, that you know, like hilarious. this. She's like, my name is Karen. Um, so anyway, the listeners know I constantly fuck this up. I thought, I thought you did so good. But this guy whose real name is Shimon Hayut has signed with the Los Angeles talent manager, Gina Rodriguez, who runs is it called Gatoni Production and represents a range of reality stars, including Mama June, Black China. The Tinder Swindler hopes to write a book, host a podcast in which he offers dating do's and don'ts and star in a show in which women compete for his love. What? A representative from Gatoni confirmed this on Thursday and Leviev was convicted 
Now, this is what he was. He was convicted of fraud, theft, forgery, and sentenced to 15 months in prison. And in December of 2019, was released after five months. The documentary claims that Leviev was still active on Tinder when Tinder Swindler was released. But representatives for the app said he was banned when his actions became public in 2019. While he supposedly deleted his Instagram account shortly after the documentary came out, some users believe that he has since resurfaced on TikTok under the handle at Simone underscore Leviev underscore official, just in case. He's on one of them. I saw it after the thing. I looked at it and he only had like a few followers, but and then it started growing and growing. I looked at it twice, but that's, you know what? Hey, these women throw, I have never, never given one dime to a man. I don't care if he's incarcerated. I don't care if he's in the hospital. Number, I would never. I don't know what it is about me. I know there's like the new generation or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to treat us to lunch. No, and no. No, that would never happen. Not even a no, 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 you're not getting a sandwich. No, subways around the corner. Oh, she old school. No, I mean, oh, so I mean, eat this thing. when you watch that, Sabrina, I'm Serena. <laughs> Sabrina, no, oh my God, is? I was thinking about him. The, well, I deserve Marina. it. Yeah, after that carriage shit. No, but um, the, <laughs> no, why? I I just am always blown away, not only by him, but like anybody who said who meets somebody and they don't even meet them. They meet them online. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I thought Tinder was just for sex. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't even know it was for dating. I'm never- Oh no, I've met some nice people on Tinder. I tell people that all the time. I thought it was just for hookups. But it, then these women, they give him uh, Oh, he needs that. certain amount of money and all this. Get the hell no. No, it would never happen. I know the way it went down on on in the documentary it does appear that he, I mean, it's good that they show it because they show how scammers start and frauds is that they make it appear like they have a lot of money um, and that they're spending. All, so it, so you're thinking, oh, well, they have money. So I guess I can loan him money because he obviously has money. You, you know what I think to myself? A motherfucker do that to me. I think to myself because I'm not worried about what you got. I'm worried about what I got and what you know I got. So let's say you talking to me and you got a whole bunch of money and you need some money. You asked me to borrow money, which you wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? The thing I'm thinking to myself is I know I'm not your first line of defense, Emma. We just met and you telling me you this kind of rich and you ain't got a rich friend. What the hell you asking me for anything for? You know what I mean? So I'm not going, I'm not like Paula. I have given men money, but I've done it Dang. knowingly. Dang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it, it probably was. I done paid, I done paid for a few things. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to We lie. need to figure out how friend. to get that money back. We need to figure out how to get well, that Well, I'm getting it. I'm getting it back in some more now because, I mean, my marriage is treating me real, real That's well. So good. I feel like I'm. My karma is coming back to me in a very real and wonderful way. But I don't I hate this whole thing because I just don't feel like I get tired, especially these days and times of rewarding bad behavior. And it really seems like um, whenever someone does something bad, we want to give them a movie deal. We want to give them a book deal. We want to. So what stops people from treating people like shit? What brings up our moral fiber as a as a nation, as a world? Like, why would you want to? Well, there's no moral fiber you know on social media. That's for sure. If you watch, if you watch it, Marina, didn't you see that? Um, it was interesting. 
what the women heard from him, which I mean, which to me, you know, I grew up in, like I said, in a very weird, bad way, whatever. So love wasn't something, even when I was married, but I was young, I was like, oh, you know, my first boyfriend, I'm in love with him. But I couldn't ever, but the things he was saying that would get these women in or these girls or whatever, I love you. And, and they, and they believe that shit. I mean, love is something you have to A lot of people be starstruck, Paula. People be starstruck. No, I got some are, girlfriends, I'll be are. honest with you. And I'm telling you, I have some black female women girlfriends. I don't know what color and races all these people were, but they are women that I would never think for the love of me would fall for some stuff like anything. And they will be telling me about some guy they talk to overseas and be telling me all this bullshit. And I'm like... Say what? Like, I thought that you'd be out in the streets and in the clubs. Like, why are you listening to this crazy shit on this email? Like, you, I don't, it, it, you assume things about people, but if you're giving the right kind of good morning queen and all that bullshit, it, it, it can touch you. I don't. I mean, we've seen 90 Day Fiance. We yeah. were just talking about it. That's a show filled with people getting swindled. Right. And we're watching it on television for entertainment. You don't think none of them people like each other eventually? Uh, I mean, maybe like two of them. I watched the, uh, what is it called? The pillow talk. Mm-hmm. So you can say I do too. Talk. I'll watch yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah I had an uncle had a mail them. order bride. Now the first one I know she didn't give a shit about him. He, but he was so big. He could. He's had two. He's had two since I, that I know of. And excuse me if any of my family oh. members are watching this. Cause I'm not trying and listening. <laughs> Cause I'm not trying to be rude. But like my uncle, when I, when we was young, he had this lady, she was an Asian lady. And we was like, when the fuck he meet her? Because he um, uh, um, he didn't leave the house that much. When was he in China? <laughs> right. Where the fuck you meet her? She didn't speak good English or nothing. And we was like, where do you meet her? And we in St. Louis. So I'm like, where do you meet her at? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So then the next time was years and years later, like, you know, some years back or whatever. Um, he unfortunately just passed away. So that's why I'm trying to be sensitive as well. Because we would call him other than that. But um, he got another, he got this one lady. And I know she from the Dominican. It's a lot of prostitution over there. So anyway, point is this. I know, I'm not saying the lady was a prostitute because I'm not. But I'm saying that it was a hook up. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Y'all linked and y'all, to me, it'd be one of the things where it'd be like, that's a nice person. And he done brought me out this situation and brought my kids here. Um, a lot of times I say, sometimes it's not about love. It's about respect. And I would prefer in, in a lot of situations that I respect, I'll cheat on somebody I love. I won't cheat on somebody that I respect. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. And so I feel like on some of these situations that it's a mutual respect for, you know, you're providing this for me. And you know what? As your wife, I'm going to come in here and have sex with you and blah, blah, blah. Don't matter if I'm extremely attracted. This is, I respect this situation. And I think sometimes that happens. You know what I'm saying? And it does become a form of love. I think you're right about that. And I think it comes with aging too, or age and what you are is it, you know, what you think you need or didn't get at a certain time in your life. But that love thing, that whole love, the word and all that, I mean, I know it for my children and my grandkids, but, and, but love, love, that's like, you know, it's like diabetes. That shit can kill you. I, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I just, I don't know. If, you, if it ain't, if you don't treat it, <laughs> if it goes untreated, if it go untreated, right. you show it, take a foot off your child. But, it, yes, but it, is. it is interesting that these women, they, they really glommed onto that, those little lines. I love, I love you, honey, or whatever. My thought, my thoughts when I was watching it, I was like, he must have been dicking these women down immediately, no. like giving them good yeah. sex. No, I swear to God. No, there was I a friend. There was a friend who was not even 
She says she wasn't there even was sexually friend. attracted to him. She just loaned him the money. The, the, well, there there was a woman on TikTok who said that she was friends with him, a black woman. The only black woman who I know of has like come out and said like she knew the guy. She was friends with him. She never gave him money, but like he was, uh, you know, the second woman who he was just taking around and never asked for money. Yeah. Like she was like someone like that. But I feel like the women, I don't know. I don't believe them that they didn't have sex with him. No, they but don't. I, feel like they were I know people that have that given did. up a lot of money and have not had sex with the individual. Right. That's Damn. Got, that's you, you ain't see the dude. To you ain't it. see the dude give a thousand dollars to mahogany <laughs> who he still ain't seen. Oh, that's Remember right. that? Mahogany's not even real. Where is she? Where is she from again? Peru. From Mahogany. I got Mahogany from Peru. I said, yeah. boy. Yeah. And she's white. And the picture is white. I'm like, how is her name Mahogany? Right. No, she's, she's she looks more Asian. Maybe Machu Picchu, but not Mahogany. <laughs> Honey, that baby name was Mahogany. That picture he showed us did not look like a Mahogany. Right. But no. But he sent her $1,000 and they'd only been talking for two months. I'm telling you, and I know if I wanted to play on people, if I had that in my, I can't, my heart won't let me do it. But yeah. there are people that I could have took a lot from them, but wow. I just wouldn't do it. I just, I was like, ugh, I can't do that. We, we answered Marina's question then, because Marina was, was asking like, should he have a show? And yeah, no. we are talking about it like already we would watch because we're talking about 90 I'm Day Fiance. No, I would not watch the Tinder Swindler show. No, I am so mad that there is a manager who is willing mm. to look. He is, is a criminal. Baby. He's a criminal. He was yeah. only in Praying jail for how people. long? Five I mean, months. You, yes, that's not enough time. Well, and he's, enough ar- time. he's a narcissist. No, and so you to write a book about his bad behavior. He has some little girlfriend already that they're going to be on the show. Yeah. I saw a preview no, <sighs> or something. I would not watch the Tinder Swim. The only reason I watch Night of Day Fiance because it's hilarious. It is hilarious. And, because, <laughs> and it's entertaining. <laughs> it is. And I actually do know real situations that were like that where sometimes people are preying on people. Sometimes people just lonely as hell. And looking for that company or just whatever and are willing to pay for company. You know what I'm saying? And some people are saying, and I'm willing to receive. It's not even a, I'm not swindling you. I'm literally, you know what I mean? There are some that are trying to get over on people and trying to get a green card or whatever the situation. But it's just funny to me because it's like, that's not the premise of the show. You know what I'm saying? The premise is people trying to make their relationship work and figuring out if, if it can within these the 90 days that they have where they're on this visa. That's the premise of the show. The premise of the of the swindler is you telling me how he swindled a bunch of motherfuckers and now he want to give some dating advice and some shit to look out for. Right? Yeah. What happened to that? I'm going to go with a no. And the only reason you could do that is if you was working with the police and helping them catch other people that was swindling people or something like that. Like when people are white collar criminals or whatever. And, and, and in order to avoid some of their federal time, they will work with the FBI and stuff like that to catch other white collar criminals because they're on, they're on the inside and they know the tricks and the this and the that. Oh, so that's true. if that's what you're mm-hmm. saying you're doing and you want to show me that where we're, we're trying to catch people in their bad behavior, then fine. But you're not going to show me. Like, I guess that's what they're saying. They're trying to do what they're trying to flip in and be like, he's going to show you shit to work out. How He's going to show you things to look out for. And, and if that's the case, then. No, it's just a dating just show. A dating show. The, there was another one. Uh, there was a, there was a couple of things. So one have was you a date. Generation Hustle. It's like on HBO. It's a bunch of 
It's a bunch of Swiss. I know. I've heard about that. And I've also seen the the one about the black market that's hosted by the late Michael K. Williams. And in some of those, they're actually doing this to help people to help people. And they also the people that are on there, the ones I saw, they had on masks. They weren't showing themselves. It's like they're not trying to capitalize off of it. Like, dude is literally trying to use his name and his bad behavior to make more money off of other people. And I just think that's wrong. You should be doing it as a service or you should be doing it to not have prison time. You shouldn't be doing it. I'm paying you uh, 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 the nasty money because book money and and, and, and Netflix money is nasty money. I'm paying you that kind of money to be a bad person. Like, I just hate this society right now that does that. You know, it really makes me be like, what the fuck am I so nice for? I really like some of the people that I know have made it. Like there's some not nice people. They have really fucked over people and use people as gophers, as they call them, or use them up because you know that you can. You know what I mean? And I've always, and there's lots of people that always try to avoid it, but you're not always the one that wins. I know a lot of nasty motherfuckers is winning. And I just get tired of us as a society rewarding it and watching it. I had Demona Hoffman on from OkCupid for dating apps. And I kept asking her, what are the dangers of dating apps? And she was like, well, there's this very rare. And I'm like, I don't think so. I like, I know that you don't, you're advertising for OkCupid. So you want to talk about the dangers of dating apps, but I feel like it's super important. I'm terrified of dating apps. I'm terrified also after watching this documentary about this swindler. It's like dating apps are like, Her face with those eyes. Ah! I gotta say though, I had I had a great time on dating apps. Like back when I did them, like I've been I'm been married. For oh, you did five years and like two years before that. T- uh, no, more than that. Three years before that, like I was killing it on Tinder. Oh my god! What you mean by that? Ooh, so one time, okay, so I redated. I'll, this will be just be a quick story, but I redated an ex mistake. And we were on vacation. He broke up with me. And it was when I just started doing comedy. So I stayed to do like some shows. And I I downloaded Tinder for the first time when I was on that vacation in Florida. And I met this man who was like incredible. He was a pilot for like the Air Force. He wore his, I made him wear his uniform when he came by just to prove it. I thought you were going to say like, when y'all had sex. <laughs> oh, yes, that too. That too. <laughs> like, Put the uniform and we, Yeah, and he was like a great, he was a great man. And after that, I was like, okay, like this is actually a pretty good app. And I feel like comedians do really well on there because we're funny and that's what they're looking for. I had hella pictures because of like comedy and stuff. And you was all into it. Chad, I had two. I was good. I had like I two, three pictures it. up there. I was trying to be a little incognito. Didn't want nobody to really oh, yeah. know, you know, <laughs> what I do for it. I don't want nobody to know what I do for a living or none of that. But it did yeah. do me well. I met this one dude, BDJ, Big Dick Jamario, child. He was wonderful for the time. <laughs> now everybody's going to want him. <laughs> well, he married now. He married now. Probably but, still uh, on he there. Met him. <laughs> he probably is though. But I had met him on Tinder. He was fascinating. I met this other guy. Um, he was doing something. He was just in town for like a conference or something. He got a good position at BET now. Like he doing some wow. big things. Like doing. He wasn't in entertainment at the time. I forgot what he do. Accountant or something. Whatever. I'm telling this business. Anyway, point is it. 
He <laughs> don't do. He got a girlfriend now or whatever, but we had linked recently or whatever. And he was like, oh, I got to come out to one of your shows. And now I did not have sex with that man. But um, and that was the thing is that there were so I mean, many dates that I had a few of those dates that I went on where I did not have sex at all. I just met some really cool people. I think with that guy, our first date, we like painted his house or something cool really? you know what i mean you went to the house though well no he was just he was just moving <laughs> no that's not work there's no fun painting there's no fun you didn't, you weren't paint. what yes, the was. oh hell no you we was painting his oh, office no. putting that you know that um that chalkboard paint i didn't even know about chalkboard paint that is work that is work that's a job vanessa Listen, I have to. Well, say, at least he wasn't fucking. Wait, <laughs> no, that was a good day. No, come on now, come on now. That was wait a good a day. I'll tell, I'll tell you this though. Like, I will say, I came from Grinder before Tinder because I'm queer, I'm bisexual, so I had Grinder before Tinder, and so I treated Tinder like Grinder once I had oh. it. Cause Tinder, yeah, Grinder didn't really, yeah. So I'm gonna Grindr say this. Also, Grinder is the sex that. app. I had it wrong. Grinders. Okay. No, but Tinder, Tinder is, is too, if you want it yeah. to be. So the one yeah. time that I turned my um, Tinder to bisexual, because I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try it," you know. Um, I met this girl. It was only one girl. It's my birthday. I, I'm not saying right. It's my birthday. I'm not saying I had never been gay before. I was saying that. I didn't think about using an app for it. Normally, I just meet yeah. people in person. So yeah. I switched it over to a bi. And I was just, no, 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 yeah. no. And then finally was one lady. And I was like, you know what? We sound like we got some of the same interests and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I actually went out with her. Was she a white lady? On our first... She was not. She was a black lady. And she... I've actually never been out with a white woman. I've never dated a That's white woman nice. before. And I was always interested. I mean, I'm married now, so yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it now. But, <laughs> but um, she actually, but the point of this whole story is me and her are still like so close like we're like super black like that's one of my closer friends here in atlanta now she's super close with my daughter we um have some work stuff that we do together like she is but i met her literally on tinder Tinder. wow Wow. so wait you never use grinder though like as a bisexual you never tried grinder no because i wasn't like a out bisexual it was just every now and again oh okay it wasn't very good like i i had grinder in boston before tinder came out and Boston is a very, like, gay male, like, gay mm-hmm. men area. So there weren't many, uh, like, queer Well, I was in Chicago, Chad. You can get a gay woman on the corner. So yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. When I was being gay. When, you know, you have to, you know. When I, I am gay. the it was real for a few problem, years. Though. I was gay for a few years. It just didn't. I'm not going on a dating app. You're not? You are Here's not. the weird thing. Can I'm I tell you? I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Scared of what? What? I've never dated anyone off a dating app. I'll say that right now. I've never like had a relation. I've never had a relationship with anybody off a dating app. I've always met my relationships in person. Okay. But the dating apps, I I guess I was real horny because the dating apps were good for sex. And I, but that was also, let's just preface this at the time you were using them because they were newer. I don't know what they doing right now. So I wouldn't necessarily, excuse me, recommend too much because I just don't know how it is. They say don't go to a second location. That's what they usually say for dating apps is a rule. What do you mean? Like, oh, you go out and then you meet them and you're not supposed to go anywhere else. Yeah, just go stick go with to the wherever first bowling, and then we go in bowling. 
If yeah. we go in coffee, we're going coffee. We go coffee. If they go, hey, you want to go? If now? we paint at my house, then it's just right Get there. Get hop in my car and go somewhere else. I met else. Lot no. on a dating app. He said he was five foot nine. I was like, motherfucker, you are five foot five. This is ridiculous. Hilarious. No, <laughs> and no, it's true. And I threw up on the first date. And he still liked me. Really? I was like, this is sick. Are you lonely? Look, there's a, like, it's so great. This is weird, though, because you guys are talking about dating. But really, I don't think I've ever, like, dated. I mean, in all the years I was doing comedy, I slept around. But I, and they were like, one night, mean. two night. Okay, you're here all week. What the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> but I didn't, I never got, like, dating. In my whole life. I never did dating either. What is Me, that? I have not. I don't know how to do it. I, I, went, on, I went on one date uh, off an app, and I think the guy was actually gay. I remember he was telling me about my outfit, and I was like, well, this is useful. <laughs> but, you know, outside of that, like, I have never really got like i i'm nervous on dates i can't swallow that's a joke i can't swallow i'm about um, to say marina that's a lie my food and that too is a lie I'm about to- she <laughs> is 12 percent jewish maybe she just kisses the tip <laughs> <laughs> look at vanessa's face looking at me like man you are a liar look uh, <laughs> that's why i don't get lip injections i'm not doing it i don't want anybody oh to think God. i'm doing that well, i, I do get nervous I get so nervous. I have had some very good days. I love the dating thing. I love dating. It's such a good and flirtatious and wonderful feeling and a feeling of I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. I mean, I've had dates, you know, just on the beach. I've had picnics. I've had picnics in the living room. I had, you know, out walking and frolicking, horseback riding. Frolicking? Who does frolicking? I want to frolic. I'm that type of chick. Like, I literally... I went out on a date with a guy and we stayed out all, were we on a date or we, at that point it was a date. Uh, (laughs) Cause we was out all night long. We hit different spots and we ended up uh, watching the sunrise on the lakefront and just, and then we went on a, to the park that was right by it and swung on some swings. I'm just always about, I'm always about doing something different, doing something that I wouldn't normally like paint somebody's house, like paint somebody's house because Cause we listening to music and and then we detailed his car and then we mowed his lawn and then when I was you know (laughs) date shit well I think then we cleaned out his gutters you know date shit (laughs) you three lonely bitches shut up that's what you really want to (laughs) say everybody acting like acting like their little marriages are so great and shit shut up this is some bullshit marina marina no marina Marina knows mine is it marina knows mine is it marina no i'm one happy heifer i am so happy that man got me off the streets i'm very happy i was at her wedding virtually paula it was the best wedding i've ever gone to i could do my dishes and wash her (laughs) I was I was folding clothes and watching Vanessa's wedding. It was great. No gifts. You know, and then do there was someone. Do you do a joke about that, Marina? Do you I, do a I, joke about I that? That's someone so else, funny. I think someone else did it. Fuck. So I was like, they took it. I but, hate you know, that when somebody else is like, fuck, yeah. you had an original experience I mean, I could probably like have mine. my own experience, my own yeah. angle Especially with my, that uncle, that weird uncle that we don't know who the fuck that was. Oh, that, that was hilarious. There was this guy on the virtual wedding that kept talking. 
was he saying? I didn't want to tell you what he was saying. I don't think he was invited. Because my husband was like, who the fuck was that? And I didn't know who he was. Let me either. tell you. Can I, How Vanessa, you don't be mad. This is, this is, I haven't told you what he said, but he was on the, he was like, he's like, I know, I know that's, is that Vanessa? I know she's, she's some funny lady, right? That is she's hot. a real she's a real fun she a real funny lady I heard she I hear she done a lot now is that Junior I was like oh my god this is oh that is telling him to mute himself he was like he's he like ooh Junior a big boy now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tell my husband because don't tell but he had an older voice so you kind of you knew that older man who doesn't know not to say like he would have said that to your husband to his face. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And not known that's not what you say. You know, it was just it was so funny because he someone's and every, we were like, can you mute yourself? Everyone's like, please mute yourself. And I was like, no, I want him to keep going because this is hilarious. <laughs> that's entertaining. <laughs> this funny. is so funny. But Vanessa looked beautiful. The wedding was gorgeous. She's got the best husband. I follow him as well. I'm like so in oh, love with their love. he hard in the paint. I don't post. I'm very private. Oh, I'm so, I know you, you're so much more private, but I'm, I'm so in love with his love for you. Like you really have a man who like worse. I always believe this and I don't know, I guess we're all gender basic and you know i'm still old school when it comes to gender conversations um but i do believe that a woman needs to be worshipped i don't think it should be any you know other way around it needs to be that way for women we you have to be the queen of the house the queen you know, mm-hmm. and he treats you like a queen. I love it. I see it. I'm so happy for you. My husband used to call me queen. What happened to that? <laughs> Why did I treat you the same way? <laughs> no, yay. How, first of all, how old are you, no, yay? <laughs> I'm, um, ooh, how old am I? 36. Okay. A husband, my husband just turned 31. How long y'all been married? We've been married for five years. See, five see, years see, 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 my marriage anniversary comes up April 3rd. And I'm already 40. You know what I mean? I was 40 when I got 41 when I got married. So I think it's that I've waited so long, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, and waited for that guy. You know what I'm saying? Wait, like, you said you were 40 and now you're 41. What are you going back in time? No, no, no. I was saying oh. I was 41 <laughs> when I got married. That's some Hollywood. That's some Hollywood right there. You know, my numbers be off. But I was 41 when I got married and we've only been married a year. So... Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, when we when we were a year in, he still was calling me queen. I remember so that. That's what, see, that's what I'm saying. So I'll, I'll, look, I'll look y'all up in about five. And, oh, yeah. my husband was married before for like a long time. Was yours? Oh, no. So I see. I think that's good. I though. think like, I appreciate had, it so much. Yes. And he was married for like 15 years before me. And it's like, wow. you already know how to be and all that. So that, my I friends, think that's a major difference. My friends laugh whenever they talk to me about dating my friend yolanda was like if you get married we all coming oh we all coming i'm coming for sure oh i'm coming i'm coming i have not i i think i'm just identifying as single Mm -mm. as a woman i think you're not consciously talking about consciously single shit i like it a lot i love it so they say a single woman uh, what was it? A single woman in their forties is like the happiest lo- woman. Great in that you think I'm in my forties, but yeah. Um, I mean, you got. I mean, you pass for younger. You than most certainly either, so. do, but I'm just laughing because yeah. you said this shit. <laughs> yeah. But you know, people have been talking about there was an article about this couple that lived separately, 
and said that they oh, have yes. the best relationship ever. They both have apartments in New well, York, but they didn't. Wonderful. And I agree. Karina, I'm saying, Ankara does that. Who did, it, baby? Ankara, is that her name? Your friend? Uh-huh. Yeah, she does that too. Mm. Really? I think it's important to have your own space. I'm sitting in my office, and my office looks like how my apartment would look if I lived alone. You know what I'm saying? Which I live in Georgia, so my office is probably as big as a New York apartment. Paula can't um. talk because he's in the room. <laughs> what? what He's in the room. No, he? he's gone a long time ago. As soon as I snapped at him, he was like, what? And then he left. But How long y'all been together, Paula? <laughs> They're so cute. Seven, How long y'all been together? Six, six years. Six years. But you know what? I know about that living separate thing. I loved that. I loved it because like last night I told Warren, go get some wood. We had a little fire going and he brought in the wood, but he was wearing these sweatpants, but his hands were full of wood. So by the time he made it to the fireplace, his pants were down. And then I go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he goes, I couldn't drop the wood. And then he, no, he, no, this is, and then he bent over i almost lost ass cracking out ass no, cracking all no balls to the floor i said you know what i, oh. I would give anything anything <laughs> there's a lot of, and i do grow shit too but how are you gonna just walk in with your little feet together with your sweatpants around the ankles because you can't i said drop the wood he goes i just did he said that's what i'm about to say Alone and talk to my cats all night. I mean, that shit was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being alone. I, I can't. I get I, so much more done alone, to be honest yeah. with you. I have so yeah, much peace. I cannot tell you. It's like amazing. I know. It I must be like, almost religious in your little apartment over it there. It feels very, and I've made my religion, my, my, my religion, my space very mm-hmm. like comforting. It's very like everyone, anyone who comes here, they're like, oh my God, it's so cozy and comfy. And I go, so I feel in my own. Yeah, it's my space. And it's also like, I watch what I want to watch. I smoke weed when I want to smoke it. I'm, you know, right? and I was like, I was like, this is so good. That I'm wondering what's wrong with this. How this long have you? How long is it? How long have you been like that? How long? Well, since before the pants. So now about a good five, four years now. There's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think a man has to disrupt that. I think you could literally get a man and either do the thing of he has his own apartment and so do you and y'all just do your thing. I'm not even a sexual. To be honest, I'm going to drop some jewels on here. I'm not even sexual right now. I don't. Maybe it's the menopause, but I look, I couldn't even say it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say it. Well, I thought I was. I I thought I was pairing. Men all pause. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, gangsters balls. But I have to say, like, because I'm not, because I'm not like sexual. I'm not sick. That's your gang sign. (laughs) Whatever we do is, I'm gonna think about Paula from now on. I can't even do it. There we go. What are you doing? Both of you. Like Vanessa's all. But I can do it this way. Because my fingers are too short. Look, they don't make good. Like, I can't throw gang signs and shit like LA and all that. Oh, y'all made my day enjoyable. (laughs) 
Noye, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and uh, friends like us? Okay, so thank you, I ladies. Can... By the way, oh, thank you, so Marina. Uh, Noye Brown West. You can find me at noyecomedy.com. I got some shows coming up. I'm excited about it, and yeah, got some good shows. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, I love. I'm doing a one-liner madness at the Bell House at the end of March. That's one of my favorite favorite shows. It's so fun. It's just a bunch of comics telling our dumbest one-liners. I went pretty far at the last one I did, so come for nice. me. Nice. And with friends like us, you don't need to be on Tinder. You can date. You can <laughs> date our words. That's a dumb one. No, no, it was good. I just I liked your turn. It was going somewhere. <laughs> you don't have to be on Tinder. <laughs> you can just like what. You can be a superhero. What yeah, you? yeah I don't know go with your shoulder move. What was? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> you know, I do that on stage sometimes too. You don't like, have to joke be You could be bad yeah. all by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You can do bad all by yourself. There, like that. I like that. That's the end of my. All episode. right, cool. I like it. Vanessa, <laughs> where can they find you? First of all, let me say, it's always an absolute pleasure being on Friends Like Us. I absolutely love Marina Franklin, honey. Um, I do a lot of shows, but like I always look forward to this one. And it it just, it never, it just, it it never, uh, what you say, uh, lets me down. (laughs) All right. So uh, look me up, please, at Vanessa Fraction. You can go to my website, VanessaFraction.com. You can listen to me on shows like Comedy Hype. I'm a Comedy Hype analyst. They have a really good following. They talk about Comedy Hype news. I'm also on a really dope podcast called the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. It's hosted by T-Pain. T-Pain is so much fun. If you think he's a great artist, you got to hear him just be himself. He's hilarious. I'm one of his co-hosts, so please listen to us on that. And if if you're in Milwaukee this Saturday, um, February 26th, I will be at um, the Potawatomi Casino. I probably said that wrong, but it's Bonkers Comedy Club, and there's two shows that night. It's a one-night-only situation, but it is super dope. So come see me in Milwaukee this Saturday. And with friends like us, you always know you're going to have a great time. Woo! And I'm Paula Bell, B-E-L-1-L. I can't afford to. And thank you, Marina, uh, for taking me off your band list and having me back on Friends Like Us. She has a white quota to fill Hollywood. Let's not bullshit. But thank you very much. (laughs) You can find me at Real Paula Bell. Remember, B-E-L-1-L on Instagram or on any corner. I'm trying to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, or (laughs) performing with Big Boy off the radio here in L.A. when he's doing his shows. And, um, yeah, thanks again. We all love Marina. Yes, we do. Is that with friends like us? We all love for, with yeah, friends like us. With friends worry. like us. Well, not like me, yeah. because again, I'm filling the quota. No, like <laughs> us. Don't play, Paula. Do not play, honey. You know you own the squad. Don't play. With friends like us, we all love Marina. Yes, oh, we do. So sweet. Yes, we. You girls are so awesome. I knew this was going to be fun. Look at them posing. I want to pose. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a fun one, though. Thank you guys for making me laugh because I needed Thank it. Thank you. Thank I needed you, it too, girl. Thank you, Paula. Love you, girl. Love you, Noel. Check us out. Yeah.